0: Let's go. cow the intro
1: worked i was so it into it was supposed to work yeah I
0: was into that's it. something that's the first time that's happened in a while beautiful oh, good evening everybody it's friday night it's around 9 p.m give or take mm-hmm. welcome to the what's on joe mine team stream we are a fan cast about the world of g.i joe mm-hmm. i'm mike urazari with me of course this evening former head of the brand at hasbro the show mark weber that's me the ones and never came good to be here also joining us uh, in, in lieu of the absent Joe Colton, but that's all right. She's got a paying gig this week. Uh, joining us, G.I. Joe author, Voliverse Action Force author, Bill Nedro is filling in in tonight.
2: Right. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you. The, Thank you for having me tonight. The professor,
1: Bill Nedro. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure I, I win the sweepstakes for not mispronouncing Bill's name.
1: There you go.
0: There uh, go.
1: Let's be honest. I mispronounced it like the first three months we knew each other.
0: I mean, if if it were if it were Gary, he would still be mispronouncing it. Like him and I, we we'd have sat down done a thirty minute coaching session. Nedro, 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 and he would still be mispronouncing it.
1: Well, and I I sent it, you know, kind of phonetically, and you texted me back and said, it, it, it,
0: "Mark sends me a text." And now, mind you, I already knew this, but Mark sends me a text. Just, I want to make
1: sure it's covered. Yeah.
0: Remember, it's pronounced Nedro. And my reply was like Ned Beatty, which I thought made perfect sense.
1: And I yeah. said, kind of weird that you automatically went to Ned Beatty, but. Well, at I which mean, point I got challenged about famous Neds. And I could only come up with Flanders. Right?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if it was on. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, those those
1: are the top two that come to my mind. That, that's about it, right? It's a short list.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I went with American Cinematic Treasure, Ned Beatty. There you go. Don't sue me.
2: So, and and believe me, I've I've been called much worse than either of you could have come up with. So, hey,
0: believe it, you know a name
1: like Irizarry. I have literally heard everything.
2: I'll bet. So. Yeah.
1: I don't get Weber that often, but when I do, it's like the record scratch. It's just like, eh. it's like my wife is a was originally a, a Schrader but it's spelled Schroeder and like mm. she doesn't, she doesn't even like the peanuts character, right? Cause he's just, Cause he's part of the problem. He's perpetuating a lie. So <laughs> I, I know how, I know how it can be to, to hear it the wrong way growing up.
2: Well, I teach, I teach, one of the things I teach is reading. And, and of course on the first day of class, I have to go around and try to pronounce, you know, 20, 25 people's names and, I know seven of them are leaving the classroom at the end of the day going, can, can this guy even read? Like, I mean, how, like,
1: how,
2: how did he slaughter it that badly?
1: So. I got to say, and frequently in the call outs, we, we pub up our, our teachers out there. Uh I'm Rob is a teacher uh, and my parents are both teachers. And this week I had the opportunity to uh, substitute teach for a first grade class oh, at a very small Christian school. Uh, so I had one kid on day one and four on days two and three and six on day four. And I, day four almost broke me. <laughs>
0: <sighs> my first day of class, I just used to pay attention to roll just till we got to the H's. And then I knew that, you know, once once it came with Mike and I would just just immediately turn that hand went in the air. That's me. That's me.
1: That's me. There we go. But, uh, oh, you're, you're one of those Irizarry boys, are you?
0: Well, uh, I mean,
1: I, I I
0: had the other standard to hold up to because Racktime Rob is, of course, he's a couple years older than me. And he was the, the super student, right? Uh-oh. So I was a good student. I was a very good student, but I, I wasn't quite to what he was. So I would, you know, I'd be the kid with the A minus and people look at me like,
1: what's wrong with you? Right. You were disappointing for an Irizarry? Yeah,
0: mm. it went. You know, when my parents are even saying, "Give the kid a break," would you? Like that, <laughs> that, that says it right there. When my folks are on, uh, are not on your side on that one. Fair only, a,
2: only a three point nine GPA. Right,
0: yes. you know, it just, you only made the the high honor roll, not the double super secret honor roll. Right. Anyways, if you're watching us on YouTube tonight, uh, welcome. We appreciate you. Hit the little like button underneath the, the film and, and uh, subscribe to our channel. We would really appreciate that. If you're watching us on Facebook, uh, leave a little reaction, whether it's a thumbs up or a heart or the little huggy guy. Uh, we love the little huggy guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> but that lets Facebook know that you're paying attention and, and we really appreciate that too. Uh, whatever helps spread the word. Uh, we did put out some bonus content this week, so when we're done here tonight, make sure you, you head on over to the YouTube page and check out the first episode of The Reborn, Joe Colton Presents Postcards from Losertown, mm-hmm. um, where we, we, we finally get to recreating the Losertown segment and we respond to messages left to, to Joe Colton and her various social medias, then yeah, we're just, we, we have fun.
1: And if you thought the pandemic would slow down that element of our, you must say, fandom, which is a society, uh, you would be mistaken. Uh, there was a lot of free time. It sounds terrible if I say on people's hands. Uh, people had a lot of free time this last year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and might not have used it in the most <laughs> productive of ways. Right.
1: Might have needed an outlet that maybe wasn't healthy. Uh, and speaking of, uh, the queen of Jadjo cosplay, she's not with us because she is at
0: RetroCon in, uh, Oaks, Pennsylvania at the greater Philadelphia convention center. And, uh, bear with me. I, let me, I actually have that in the PowerPoint. Oh, coming up. We just, uh, there we go. I'll just, that's okay. I'll just get in there now. We're going right to it. We're going right to it. We're going right to it.
2: And, and I got to say, I love your show, but I, I don't understand the thinking that, that this is a replacement for the beautiful and talented Joe Colton. Well, right? it's, a
1: di- it's a different demographic, but we're all eye candy. <laughs> I mean. I mean, we, we,
0: can't, we can't all bring it in like the honcho does. No, no. Fra- frankly, well, it, it probably helps us a little bit when we don't have both Joe and Mark on the same show. It helps break it up a little bit, so I suppose. That's that, true.
1: That, there you go. There look, I, don't, I spent all week talking to first graders and, and coaching <laughs> soccer games. I'm just so happy to see some adults, and you guys qualify. I think, I think, uh, wow. bare, barely, yeah. Well, it was, I'm moving on up. So,
0: <laughs> Joe Colton is at RetroCon, da, da, da. and on Saturday, she will be. I I'm gonna sure. And then on Sunday she'll be the more familiar Cobra Fem trooper. So if you are in or around Philadelphia, Pennsylvania this weekend, stop over.
1: See Joe Colton. Uh, gotta also, gotta also say also that. Cobra Fem Cobra Femme officer, right?
0: That's true, yes. She
1: it's, didn't spend four years at Cobra at finishing Femme school Femme. To, to call the yeah. trooper.
0: Uh, other guests include William Cat, who is TV's Greatest American Hero, Daniel who who is Slipstream on G.I. Joe, uh, George Lowe, who's TV Space Ghost, Ian James Cormett, who is Goku from Dragon Ball Z, wrestler Matt Cordona, uh, the Cybertronic Spree and others. Uh, tickets are $20 at the door on Saturday, and they are open 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., and they are $15 on Sunday, and that, they are open that day 9 to 4. More information can be found at retrocons.com.
1: That's a pretty good Ank Cinnamon cosplay or <laughs> Ank Sucky Man or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I honestly I don't know who that is, but I'm sure careful, it's a spitting careful. image. I, 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 I'm sure it's a spitting image. But of course the cobra the cobra officers classic, right? Absolutely. There and we Wes Wes is uh alongside, I believe, is a Witcher, probably, or a Green Arrow, or a no, Hawkeye, or
0: The wrist lock did not make the trip this weekend. Oh, he didn't go. No, the wrist lock is at home. She is. She is there with, um, li- little brother Guillermo. Okay.
1: Well, I think that means one less handler, and I mean that in the professional sense means she's probably striking a lot more people this weekend.
0: That that's true. I, I don't think people understand how much violence oh. the wrist lock saves yes. <laughs> people from. Like he's really taken one for the team there.
1: Absolutely. But uh, Joe, Joe Colton is handsy in a terrible sense of the word. Like it's mainly eye pokes and karate chops and way too hard slaps on the back and uh, knuckle crunching handshakes. and
0: Not a terrible sense, but definitely a terrifying sense. Oh my goodness.
1: Like poor Pennsylvania. (laughs) Like they have the Pirates.
0: But hey, it's Philadelphia, so
1: yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's a tough town. (laughs) They booed Santa Claus, but they'll cheer Joe Golden. I guarantee. Hey, hey,
0: in in fairness to the folks in Philly, halftime was over. He had to get his fat butt off of the field.
1: (laughs) That's right, move, Grandpa.
0: (laughs) Yeah, get get on.
1: Get a job.
0: Oh man. Take your elves on out of here and make your toys somewhere else. I,
1: I always thought it was a little, I mean, I guess maybe this is more of an indictment. But, but when Michael Irvin went down with an obvious neck injury. Yeah. And rough. they were coming out to stabilize his neck and they were going nuts. Right. They're doing the wave. Right. While Michael Irvin tried to see if his head was still attached. Sure, That's a, silly, man. One touchdown. Yeah. Down.
0: yeah. They, I mean, they booed Mike Schmidt. Four times a day, every day for twenty years.
1: Yeah,
0: it's tough, tough time. we are jealous of his gorgeous red hair. Can't the believe the best him. third baseman in the history of baseball. <laughs> they booed him. Well, except for the 580. Sometimes he hit home runs. Yeah, or 548 or whatever it was. Except for those times, they didn't boo him then. But all the other at bats he had, booze.
1: A Rod thinks Mike Schmidt could have been a better player. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A-Rod's producer thinks that he could have
1: been a better player. <laughs> no, nah, I'm pretty sure A-Rod does. But.
0: A-Rod doesn't think about that. It doesn't,
1: doesn't involve A-Rod. A-Rod doesn't think, yeah. True. Next news item.
0: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do the news first, then we'll chat with Bill a little bit. How's that sound?
1: Yes. So All right.
0: On. First news item.
1: Do-do-do-do-do-do.
0: Uh, Paramount's. CEO has exited the company Why? way back on September 10. uh, This is back as, as we were gearing up for our week sabbatical, uh, Paramount announced that CEO Jim Giannopoulos would be stepping down from his positions as chairman and a CEO, according to the Hollywood reporter, Brian Robbins, who runs Nickelodeon for parent company Viacom CBS and used to be an actor on head of the class. Uh, will take over for Geonopolis. According to the magazine, the perception is that Robbins is more attuned to the needs of streaming service Paramount Plus, which is believed to be the company's top priority at this time. It is also believed that Paramount will be scaling back its motion picture budgets and pulling back from making big budget tentpole pictures like Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the failure of G.I. Joe Origins, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, rather, had was, was a total cause and effect of of this um but i mean it couldn't help it's it's certainly not a check in the win column for, for jim Giannopoulos. um it's just you know one of, of any number of, of losses but um what what do you guys think about this it's not really g i joe news but how do we feel
1: i think it's funny that the only blood shed from that whole movie was the head of the studio <laughs> Right? Like there's not a drop of blood, I think, on screen in that entire movie. And given that they fight with swords for two hours. It's funny that the only guy who really got cut was the head of the studio. So no, I don't think the failure of state guys uh moved him out, but obviously there were Paramount's been struggling for some time. So let's hope for new leadership.
2: Bill was- it's it's telling that they didn't hide behind well we released this when people don't want to go back to the theaters you know um they ha- they have an excuse right i mean they could they could just say people aren't ready yet we we put it out too early um so it it interests me that they're making a change and and i wonder what the move to streaming foretells for the future
1: I and mean, you re- i mean aside from you know, tongue in cheek and, and snake eyes and everything else. It is a really interesting time for the entertainment industry. And I don't, I think if they, if they said they know what's coming or how to handle it, I think any one of them is probably lying. Like it is, it's a real seismic change right now. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Hopefully. uh, I don't even know if we can hope for anything, Joe, for a while, maybe what we need to hope for, for Joe, because we know there is supposedly a, a entertainment, uh, Animation coming, maybe the Lady J thing, maybe if we can get some uh, momentum back behind the brand with some smaller wins, right. then uh, maybe that's where we where we can hit. Because I've always, always said, and I'm not this isn't me with my my brilliant idea because eight billion people agree with it, is you can make a really good Joe show based on something smaller, right? And it's yes. that that chuckles last laugh uh fantastic series that that idw put out that you can do because it's it's wise guy right it's mainly hallways and meetings and hangers and only at the end uh spoiler is it the big underwater submarine base right you can film that thing pretty cheap uh as and then it's just based on the writing because the story's already good so you can do it uh I don't know if they weren't ready for it. I pushed for that really hard when I was at Hasbro, and I just never got any traction and, and never had the pull to make anything like that happen. But I was hoping to convince somebody who did that they should go with it, that they had a, a ready-made script at least two, maybe, maybe three seasons leading up to the big deal. But it, it didn't happen then. I hope it could happen now to give a quick correction
0: there, Mark reminds us snake Eyes cut himself brother handshake with storm. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. There's There's your bleeding. Yeah. Fine.
2: So is that what you're expecting from, from lady J not necessarily a big over the top action stuff, but more cloak and dagger infiltration.
1: I mean, I think, I think they chose her for a reason, right? I think they wanted to go with, with a little more infiltration with a little more covert ops. Um, Uh, a just to keep the budget down a little bit right like if it's if it's the new gi joe show starring ace (laughs) there's going to be some planes involved every week right (laughs) so i think they did that i think that's very intentional and i think they show i think they wanted to make it female for sure so if you're going to do that the other one who got who was always getting a ton of pub while i was there we haven't really seen him materialize was helix Helix was always a favorite within the walls of Hasbro. I think because if you if you break down her, I want to call them abilities or not powers, but she is essentially on the spectrum, right? And pretty far on the spectrum. And I think they really like the the kind of synergy in the storytelling there, that you are pushing two different buttons that are so rarely tied with heroic characters and certainly um action adventure heroes, right? Women women are, are getting more play to, than they used to. That's for sure. But hardly anybody has characters on the spectrum at all involved. So to have that be a lead or a main character was always something they were very interested in. So Mark, who knows I don't know if if that if that happens or or if they still feel that way. It's obviously it's been a while.
2: Do you think she almost leans in a little more to the superheroic side of things. Do you think that the the success of like the Marvel movies especially is, is another factor that increases her popularity in uh, in Hasbro?
1: I I mean, I think, I think Marvel has, I think the entire industry, be it, be it toy or entertainment, everyone has Marvel envy, right? Mm -hmm. Because they just did it so well for so long. You can't, I can't think of anything else that tied so many different things together nicely right like the one the one i still shake my head about is when uh when winter soldier came out which is maybe my favorite marvel movie and it's revealed that hydra is within shield right that shield isn't all on the up and up and that following i think tuesday on agents of shield the same stuff started to come crashing down so they didn't jump the gun and do it on the show first. You saw the movie and they knew the diehards would be their first weekend. And then it bled over into their live entertainment, which was obviously, I mean, both things were made way ahead of time, but the sync to do it that way for a show that didn't, that didn't swim in the same pool really as the big time Marvel stars, but was made the, you know, made the work in the same universe simultaneously. I thought that was amazing. So they I know they they love what Marvel's doing I know that's what they wanted to emulate with the idea of a Hasbro universe of linked properties but as as big an idea as that was G.I. Joe was supposed to be the tip of that sphere and when I was there it was G.I. Joe 3 it was a totally different script it was not a standalone Snake Eyes movie um so obviously that completely changed but I don't think that changed Paramount's idea that if, if we're going to get to a Hasbro universe, G.I. Joe, whatever the next chapter of G.I. Joe is, will have to be the tip of the spear. And then we'll see about Micronauts or mass or, God forbid, visionaries, right? Yeah.
2: So do you think the reception for Snake Eyes is changing how they're writing Lady J at the moment? You, you assume that there was going to be some synergy there between those two projects, and do you think that that may be changing now?
1: I don't know if it's changing it or not. I I, I would assume that there's definitely some wringing hands and some worry mm-hmm. that the Snake Eyes movie was, ended up being a dud, right? Their top A-plus number one can't-miss character. So now, with Lady J, but it just seems like the, the streaming services are so starved, not starved, but hungry for content that I think they'll I don't think it'll kill it, but I think they'll I think they're more nervous about it than they were beforehand. Definitely. So we'll see. And it'll you know, a lot of it will fall on on her. She's the focal point. Whoever plays Jay's got a lot of weight on her shoulders. But really, it'll I think it'll sink or swim based on the writing. Right. Like everything does. Right. So always does. Yeah, but if it's smart, if it's because there have been you know plenty of shows kind of like that over the years. If it is wise guy or alias or you know, if it's smart and engaging and there's enough undercover work that there's some peril going on, you know, that there's always some that hint of danger at all times. I think it could absolutely work and work without a gigantic budget. And if they cast somebody great as Lady J, more is the better, or even if they cast, I don't want to say an unknown, but so frequently when it's not that Jay is that truly well defined as a character, but for me, it always works when they cast somebody you don't know that well. I think that's why he Jackman works so well as Wolverine because mm-hmm. we didn't know who he Jackman was, right, in '98. Um, even uh, the, the kid who plays Spider Man right now, right, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, they may know who Tom Holland was before he. Got that star making turn no and he's and he's perfect and he's perfect because of the writing and he's perfect because he's great at it but he's also perfect because i never looked at him and go oh yeah that's that guy from harry potter right he's only ever been spider-man to me and i think that's one of the reasons not now that i've gotten really long-winded why uh ben affleck as batman was never ever ever going to work didn't matter what affleck did it was always going to be ben affleck right as Batman. There was, I was so never gonna baggage, lose him.
0: So much baggage there that too big of a too big of a percentage of of folks had an idea going
1: in. Yeah, never gonna lose him in that role. I can't, and that's not his fault. And I don't think he did a bad job. I no. just think it, it doesn't work, right? Yeah,
0: no, he was perf- perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, if if uh Marvel, when they reboot X-Men, right, throws Tom Cruise in as Wolverine. <laughs> Never gonna work. Gonna he might to... be he'll be in shape. <laughs> he might be great, but it'll never work, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it'll I, never be. No, cool. That's
0: where they're leaning too, because anymore, every time you see Wolverine, he's got that tooth right in the
1: middle of his mouth. Middle tooth, Tom Cruise's middle tooth. Look it up, <laughs> it's creepy.
2: So do you think the, the new Batman they've cast is is bringing similar baggage?
1: Yeah. I mean, I yeah, maybe.
0: Maybe the the only difference in that baggage is that the people who are complaining the most about that baggage never saw those movies. That's true. Yeah. So so they they can bitch and moan about it all they want, but when they actually get to see him on screen, it's he'll his actual
1: performance will get to carry some weight. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't think being Batman is very hard. I think pulling off Bruce Wayne And the conflict between the two. That's where the money is, so to speak. And that's that's why I thought, uh, well, what's his bucket? Uh, Dark Knight Batman. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I thought Bale nailed it. So, and we'll see. So I'm not, not, again, I don't know Robert Pattinson. I haven't seen a single thing he's ever done. So can he be Batman? Probably. Can he be Bruce Wayne? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. He's got questionable eyebrows. Yeah. If it wasn't him, it was going to be Idris Elba. So,
2: Hey, less well, questionable they, eyebrows. They had, they had talked about uh, casting him as James Bond too, right?
1: Yeah. And, man, I've gone round and round with that online because I love Idris Elba. And I love the idea that anyone can be 007. That's where that, – no, no spoiler here. That's where they are in the new movie, right? That they're they, that Bond is retired, so there's a new 007. I got no problem with that. But as a fan of the Fleming books originally, it just feels like Bond, to me, should be how he was written originally. And I've got to be really careful when I talk about that because I am all about diversity and I'm all about... Uh, having heroes that lots of people lots of kids can look at on screen and go oh that's me or that could be me i'm all about that but i've always bristled a little bit when marvel goes uh female heroes we got them look here's a female iron man here's a female thor here's a female this here's a female that here's a female wolverine and i'm like i get it I'm glad that you gave us three new female heroes this year, but I wish you didn't feel like you had to give them Stark armor and Mjolnir and retractable claws because if you thought you had to skin female heroes as a version of an already popular male hero, then we never would have got Storm. We never would have got Kitty Pride, right? We never would have got Captain, well, I guess Captain Marvel really is the female version of, of the original male Captain Marvel, but at With, least so, you got to get out of the way, though. Yeah, right. Like so. Again, I gotta be. I'm always really careful because this is kind of a soapbox moment for me. But I love seeing more diversity on screen and on the page. But I like it even better when it's something brand new. Here's a new hero who feels, happens feels to be feels a little more organic. Yeah, absolutely. It feels a little more genuine. Like you didn't have to couch the introduction, right?
2: Do you feel they did that with Miss Marvel, or do you think that's just uh, another carbon copy of of something that came before?
1: I mean, at least the name and, and the and the outfit is the same. And I haven't read that much uh, of the Miss Marvel stuff, though my daughter and I read uh, the Captain Marvel comic uh, whenever it comes out. Um, but the idea that she was inspired by Carol Danvers and that's why she took the name and wears the colors, but the powers are totally different right so that feels a little more genuine to me like i can get behind that story but but i mean i'm mean the guy who doesn't like and i know everyone else does i don't like nine different versions of spider-man right i like peter parker i don't need you know miles morales truly i don't need the, the spider uh, peter porker right I don't, <laughs> I don't need the old spider-man from a different universe i didn't like the spider-verse movie And everyone else did. I know I'm in the total minority there. but
0: Look, in the Spider-Verse movie, they all went back home. So so it's okay.
1: But I I never liked the DC uh, 50 different universes either, right? Man. I don't need eight (laughs) supermen.
0: You're no fun. If you don't like those, if you didn't like those old Justice League, Justice Society team ups, you missed the you missed the boat.
1: I'm just saying that when you have that big of a sandbox to play in, and maybe I can bring this full circle to G.I. Joe, if you have that much to play with, and you have to find new ways to skin existing characters and to bleed them off to keep things interesting, then you're not really doing your job as a creative, are you? Hey, look, it's as it's his uh, twin we never knew about, Duke Skywalker. But he's edgy. <laughs> and he's got a brown lightsaber. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, now now I want to see Duke Skywalker. Right? And Bubba Fett? He's I mean, got no. a twang. He likes country music.
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking of Duke Silver from Parks and Recreation as, as Luke Skywalker. That's all. I just
1: want to see new stuff. And, and... Minority representation, absolutely. But give me new characters. Give me new characters, because they—the subject I can't say they deserve it. We deserve it as fans. Well, and representation—representation well, yeah. representation means everyone gets to play. Something tells me
2: Bubba Fett is not going to be in shape and ready to. <laughs> right? I, I, I can't. I can't imagine a thin. You know, fit Bubba Fett for some like, reason. You imagine him going to the
1: armor, and she's like, it's "Gonna take a lot of XR. Yeah, cover that up, baby. That's
2: all right. I got all day.
1: <laughs> How you doing,
0: darling? Hey, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I'm not so much as a, a bounty hunter as a buffet hunter, <laughs> if you know what I mean.
0: Next news item. All of a sudden, he's from Alabama. Voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. All right. Rollout roll call. 2021 is a go a mainstay of the UK GI Joe action force convention circuit rollout roll call will take place at Fortingbridge city hall on Sunday, November 28th, And that is of course run by our good friend, Dave tree who is the owner slash proprietor of all the cool stuff. Be sure to look up Rollout Roll Call on Facebook. Uh, That'll get you in tune with all the updates and stuff uh, connected with this show. It's always a fun time. We were there when it was a a little bit of a bigger show a few years ago. And uh, it's a great time, obviously, with things being what they are. Not so much an international flavor to this one. But if you are one of our European and UK fans, and we know you're out there, we we got a few of you anyway. Yep. If pr- provided you're not all just using NordVPN and, and pretending to be from there. Um, but uh, by all means, if you're one of our folks I- over in Europe, take the opportunity, get yourself to Bridge on November 28th and take in rollout roll call.
1: I don't mean to overstep here, and I haven't pre-screened this with anybody, but I think it's long about time that we made David the official tree of what's on Joe my can we do that?
0: We'll have to take a vote.
1: All right, fine. <laughs> Should we do it while Joe's gone?
0: No, we can't do that. She'll come back oh, and punch us.
1: Fine. We
2: just, talked
0: about how, we just talked about how frightening she was. She's Sorry. getting all warmed
2: up this weekend.
0: She's <laughs> going to come back and,
1: yeah. Will she, That's the trick. Will she come back exhausted, or will she come back ready for war?
2: Something <laughs> tells me that she doesn't get exhausted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? She lived through last year. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. You're probably right
0: there anyways, I'm
1: excited about rollout i I have never been to the u k and I need to make that show at some point. It won't mm-hmm. be this year yeah. but well, mrs. Mrs. Weber's a big fan of uh, Jolly Old England, so
0: and, and I, further, furthermore, um, you know, you get down to the south part there uh, when I went to rollout roll call, it was in Southampton, which is where they launched the Titanic from, of course. So there's all kinds of historical stuff down that way. Fording Bridge isn't too far from Stonehenge, from what I understand. So, so there you go. Sell so some future selling points uh, for Mrs. Webb.
1: Yeah, she. Oh, I'm sure she knows it all. So we'll. Uh, she's she's always jonesing for that next European trip, which would also be my first European trip. So fun coming soon at some point. We'll stamp that passport
0: you you. she's been she's been to Europe and you haven't
1: several times all right like she went she went with a choir in like high school before we met she Mm -hmm. studied there for a whole summer when we were first dating right and she came back and I looked tan by comparison that was a good good thing
0: uh only uh, time
1: she took she went she and my son went uh and I didn't I stayed with uh with Miss Elizabeth back here so yeah, the uh, the old European John. Now I don't want to spin it. It's not like she's there every other weekend, but she's probably been there four or five times. To my let me count: carry the zero, none. Uh so yeah. But I go to Joecon, so advantage me. There you go. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, advantage me. I've been to Joecons in the UK. Right, and roll out, roll call. Bam. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, all right.
0: I mean, that Fine. was a roll call. That's the only one I've been to.
1: Okay,
0: but I went three times.
1: Bam. Trifecta. Yep. Fine. Color me jelly. <laughs> Bam. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Okay, Adam. Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tirizari, <you're sorry>, baby.
0: <laughs> Bam. Boom. <laughs> Well, so, sometimes the new catchphrases are easy. Yeah, it works out that way.
1: Sometimes they just come to me.
0: <laughs> Bam! Bam!
1: <laughs> Gets
2: better every time.
1: It's, it'll be a gift by the end of the week. <laughs> Not
0: at all, but it makes me laugh more every time. <laughs> this, this is this is the classic flavor of what's on Joe Mindville. Beautiful, Roll, you know, re- reoccurring gags that only make us laugh. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, we do it's,
2: here. It's like my favorite Simpsons episode where Sideshow Bob keeps stepping on the rakes. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's funny, and then it stops being funny, and then it goes so far that it, it gets funny again.
1: Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: <laughs> Next news item.
2: Do, 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 do.
0: Oh, here we go. There you go. Uh, RoboSkull has. Uh, well, there's teaser images for a Robo skull, uh, new Minnesota based toy company, Robo skull released images last week that lean heavily on the red shadows, which fans remember was the original enemy of UK's action force toy line in the eighties that ran concurrently with Hasbro's GI Joe in the U S uh, today. In fact, even furthermore, a trailer was released revealing images of a Robo skull Mark two with a Kickstarter date of October, 2021. So coming up very soon. And, um, you can check this out yourself. Head on over to Facebook and check out Skeletron because that's actually the name of the company. I made a mistake in my notes here. But Skeletron is releasing the Kickstarter for RoboSkull Mark II, and we will see that next month, that Kickstarter project. So knock on wood, fingers crossed, it, it looks pretty neat. They've got the rotating yeah. wings, and they've got kind of just some little tail pieces that fold into shape. It's it's oh it looks looks to be a very worthy successor to the old palatoy Robo skull from the 80s
1: my, my only hope and my lone worry is that they have their legal in order right that they've got this all taken care of because I know a guy named Mark right if they, if they just name it mark too and get away with that I can uh, I, I can have my army of lawyers there in a heartbeat
2: yeah. And Mark, I wanted to ask you about that. Being an insider, um, is it your sense that they have had the license to do this, or they're kind of skirting around as I, closely as they can and hoping that nobody notices?
1: I mean, they, the the Joe team especially, because it's been at low tide for so long, mm-hmm. they don't they don't protect very much. They really don't from a from a legacy standpoint. And part of it is you have to and this you know, I guess they have it rolling a bit with, uh, with, uh, classified and, and with as much as they're licensing out. Right. I think if they license somebody else to make Raptor or whomever that counts as re-upping their trademark, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, uh, you know, they, they haven't had a lot to carry, uh, trademark wise over the years. That was part of my job when I was there was, To see which trademarks were expiring two years out and see if there was anything we absolutely had to had to cover because we would still have time to make a figure or a you know that was sometimes you'd see kind of random stuff like there was a san diego comic-con uh mighty mug of rom out of nowhere right just we're just doing Rom And, and Rom's cool and kind of a standalone guy anyway given that that's what the toy line was but that's because they were going to lose the trademark if they didn't make a toy of him. Okay. so san diego comic-con is a cheap and easy way to put out a toy that'll probably sell out and if you make the print run low enough you never have to worry about excess inventory and it locks the trademark up for another six years or or whatever the duration is so um i don't think them i doubt if they have any of the action force stuff locked up if they were going to lock up anything it would have been the term "action force," and they didn't, obviously. <laughs> so, I gotta believe most of that stuff is absolutely uh, up for grabs. So. Okay.
0: I, I, Joel Crocodile Joel from Australia, knowing some of the people involved, they've definitely the kind of people who would have their legal ducks in a row. Having had some very preliminary conversations with those same people, mm-hmm. yeah, seems like it. Good. See, seems like they they went to the the Bobby Vala school of, of appropriating Hasbro names.
1: Good. Look, it's, and it's, if it's not being used, it's fair game. And that's a good, that's a good place for them to play right now. That's not a
0: dig on on me by any straight, again, no no, no no problems here with that, but
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. The one, the one thing I don't know, and I haven't looked at it that closely yet. Have they talked about the scale for this?
2: Well, I was just I was just going to comment. Given the people who are involved, we have to be assuming it's four inch. Is that kind of the
1: consensus of the? Rules? I would assume so because a I, full size would... RoboSkull is a Tie Fighter,
0: right? Sure. With smaller no. wings. I, I would think so, considering it. Uh, the trailer that was released today also made reference to Marauder Task Force, and to uh, Dave Proctor and, and his his group, and and even Palatoy's Bob Brecken worked on the, the, the three and three quarter inch figures back in the day um, so everything says 118th scale but nothing was actually confirmed okay
2: wasn't uh I, was Troy's name on there as well
0: I I offhand I don't remember bill I'm sorry. okay
2: Is that he does he does stuff for boss fight too doesn't he am I, am I confusing companies there's always
0: been a lot of overlap there so okay. I, it's tough to Say I'm not sure where those lines are drawn right now, so I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I know more than I know because I, right. I don't that much.
2: Okay,
1: we usually save that for later in the show. Right, right. When we talk about things, we have no idea what we're talking about. Let's the last like twenty minutes.
2: That, that's my specialty, so I'm I'm jumping right. in early. There we go. That's all I got. So
1: <laughs>
0: speaking of all we got, that's the news.
1: Wait, I have one thing I want to show off. I'm throwing it in. Okay. It's a late ad. I don't even know. This is unsolicited. But a guy posted this on Facebook today or yesterday. His name, screen name is Simon Lord. And it just knocked my socks off. And if you haven't seen it, I want to show it to you. This here. Wow. Maybe I can zoom in and make it a little bigger. This is a colored pencil drawing. Oh, wow. He has in-progress photos and... I think a video of him doing this like with the discoloration on the Cobra commander arm, right? Like I was just, I was completely blown away by this and it had like 400 comments on it. So it it has taken root in the community, but I mean, dude, I was just absolutely floored. So, and I, I don't, I haven't heard his name before. So I don't know if he's new to the community or just new posting his art in the community, but however long this took, I believe it. And let's see some more, Mr. Lord.
2: Absolutely. That's incredible. I was just
1: stunned. So good for you, Simon.
0: Let's see some more. I'm not sure how much news that is and how much shout out it is, but
1: you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know what? I want to make sure I got it (laughs) in. So Simon Lord, salute. That's some good stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I also have a picture of Manny Machado sliding into Derek Pedroia's knee.
0: <laughs> no, we don't need that. That was a totally clean slide, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, nothing. Nothing I think that's the only Joe thing I have. So, there you go. Oh, wait, <laughs> I got... Hold on. Well, I'm hijacking the show.
0: Uh, Bill, do I just kick him out?
1: No, no, the last one, I promise.
2: Well, let, let, let's give him one more. Let's see what it is, and then we'll make a yeah, all right. This Bobcat. All kick, right, fine. Kick him out. Kick him I'm out.
0: <laughs> done. He's gone.
2: Uh, and I was I was actually going to ask him uh is it all right? Oh, well, now, now that he's back. We we were just talking about trade uh trademark stuff and and these kickstarters. Uh have you guys seen the Airwolf uh Kickstarter and I I wondered if you had thoughts on that and whether that I, was going to get shut
1: down or I mean, I saw the image of it and it looks you know, pretty legit airwolf, but they aren't selling it as airwolf, right? I, think I, saw, I
2: mean, I, I think I saw that name. Oh boy. Something you know.
1: I mean I think you could get away with it if you stayed away from the name because the airwolf copter is just a modified cobra copter or something, right? Like a legit helicopter tweet. So yeah. but but if you start dropping the the, the name on it hey
0: of course, you know, the copyright law is a weird thing, so maybe they've maybe they have the rights to do action figures based on it.
1: I mean, that's another thing is if nobody's after Airwolf right now, right? So if they go to yeah. Buena Vista Entertainment or MGM or whoever owns it and say, "Hey, you want 10 grand?" <laughs> Sometimes they say, "Sure." They shrug so, their
2: shoulders and say, "Why not?" Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember I remember a lot of people looking at it and, and saying like Man, I'd really love that, but I don't want to throw my money in because th- there's a there's a great fear that you know it's gonna it's gonna come this close to getting funded and then somebody's gonna swoop in and say, hold on a second, you can't, yeah,
1: yeah. You right. you plus, can't. plus it's it's pricey, I think, right? Wasn't it way up there? I, I
2: didn't I didn't look hard at I wasn't I, I knew I wasn't gonna throw money at it, so yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't check it out that closely.
1: I haven't looked at it that closely, so maybe I spoke too soon. But it wouldn't be the first time that
0: I spoke too soon. So, anyways, let's uh, let's move on to to our the the meat of today's show. Finally, yes. forty five minutes in. Yeah, Bill Nedro and how you doing?
2: Yeah, you know, if if uh, if you told me my life depended upon complaining about something today, I'd uh, I'd say get the firing squad out. It's been a it's been a pretty good day.
1: So got, All right. got you on a good day. Good thing we didn't do the show yesterday, right? Hmm. Yes, yes, soft. six first grade. Oh, sorry, about that. I, I, I give you all
2: happened. the credit in the world. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't survive two hours. I, I that just, that I just don't have that patience or energy.
1: I, I think this is my gift at the end of that run, so I'm, I'm happy to, happy to be here with these boys. All right. I mean, so you boys. So Bill what hap-
0: see what happens when I don't have Joe Colton here to
1: maintain order. <laughs> I'm getting a little loose. I should have taken my Ritalin but yeah.
0: And uh, just a reminder to everybody, if you're watching us on, on YouTube tonight, go ahead, hit, hit the like button on our video, subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, go ahead and react. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a, a little heart. Give us a little huggy guy. We love little huggy guy. Um, and, uh, and that lets Facebook know that you're here. Also, at some point, come on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe to us here, too, because that, that'll help us out in the big picture as well. So, Bill. Bill, how did this all start for you, man? Why are you sitting here on a
2: GI Joe podcast tonight? Well, I mean the the real answer to that is I, I was a big Star Wars nerd, and one day my buddy Bob came to to the playground and said, "Man, you got to check out these new action figures. They've got way better articulation," and uh, yeah, I got hooked. <laughs> um,
0: Same here, man. And uh, I remember seeing Snake Eyes and seeing his arm do this. And that was it for me. I never, but I never put another Star Wars figure again.
1: Let, let's let throw a caveat in here just cause I know it. That does not mean Bill broke up with Star Wars on any level.
2: No, it just means, uh, you know, G.I. Joe filled that 1984 void that, uh, that existed when Star Wars went away for, for a number of years. But, uh, no, I, I have a basement full of G.I. Joe and Star Wars and just about every other property you can think of. Um, so much so that it's, it's bleeding into the other levels of the house and you know, threat making my wife threaten me on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, and I've been fortunate enough these past few years to be doing some writing in, in the type of genres that I love, um, which, which, which is, I guess why you guys thought I was a, a suitable replacement for the lovely Joel Colton tonight. Um, so yeah, I've I've been real blessed uh, to be able to tell stories in, in, in kind of that, uh, Vane uh, of GI Joe and, and these other great kind of toy properties,
1: and and to be clear, uh, I had never met Bill ever, but read some of his Kindle Worlds uh, Joe fiction as part of my role at Hasbro was to start perusing through those, and just to see how they were, how the program was, if there was stuff in there that we thought was might be valuable down the road, and that's I absolutely adored uh, his Joe fic- the Joe fiction that he wrote. And it helped spur it and some other uh, really good uh, stories up there. Spurred the idea of the fan-built or not fan-built figure, but the fan choice figure, where we wanted to have a new character from fan-originated fiction become an actual GI Joe figure. And so Bill's character was one of the characters in the running and the winner. So if you have a stiletto figure out there, and I hope you do, because really good thing. Uh, one of the ones i was most happy with from my short run stiletto is bill's creation uh that we i mean borrowed i guess as hasbro and and turned into a and turned into an actual figure released on shelf so i gotta imagine because we all made our own jokes hell i still do uh but i do it with a screwdriver and a new o-ring um what's it like to see a character you created from the ground up. I mean, I know, I know we sent you some, I think, but to see it on, to see it on the peg, I mean, dude. it's So
2: it's, it's, I mean, it's been years now and it's still surreal. I've got uh, a, a little detail next to my, where I write and, uh, got a little display of some of the things I've done. And, uh, you know, I catch myself every once in a while, just stopping and looking over there and, wow, you know, did that really happen? Um, the, the first, the first one I got at retail, I didn't, I didn't find at the store. My buddy had, uh, found it for me and, uh, he lived about an hour away. I think I made the trip in about 35 minutes. Um, you know, like, like, you know, I like midway, midway through dinner, he texted me and I think I just dropped my fork and, and and ran straight to the car with, with no shoes on. Um, but, yeah, I had to resist the urge back when there were Toys R Us's to, you know, I'd walk in and I'd find it. and I'd want to grab somebody in the aisle. and, Right. Hey, hey, you know, um, you know, and security is kind of OK, you got to leave again. Come on, get out of here. Um, but I got I got to tell you a funny story. Um, Mark, I think I have probably told you this story before. But the night you called and told me for about 10 minutes there, I, I was you know, I was on top of the world, right? Like I, I just was waiting for my wife to get home to tell her. And I, I, you know, I couldn't tell anybody yet, but, you know, I was waiting to tell her and I was, I was just floating on cloud nine. Um, and about 10 minutes after you and I spoke, my son had a, had a bug or something and ran to the bathroom and didn't make it. Um, so, you know, I went from thinking I was the king of the world to being down on my hands and knees, like scrubbing the floor. And there you go. Like, oh, okay. All right. Th- there's some perspective. There's there's a right. reminder that, uh, you know,
0: right, right back, at ankle deep in poop.
2: In all go. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it, 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 it brought me back down to, uh, you know, where I should have probably been in the first place. But, right. um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, and the and the great honor of that was the other, the other people who were in that contest all had, you know, I mean, wonderful stories and, and great characters as well. Um, so it, you know, it, it was an honor just to be in that competition w- with them. I, I have, I have so much respect for, you know, Justin and, and Jim and Troy and, and, and what they produced. Um, so, you know, you know, just to be held in the same esteem as, as, as the rest of them was great. And and then to have that is it's one of those things i'm going to look back years and years and years from now and, and be able to hang my head on um i so. think it's great
1: and i think i was always really proud of that contest because it, they really hadn't done anything like that before right so it is yeah. kind of kind of standalone. had i you know and had i stayed i think I, I would have pushed to make the other characters from that contest because there really were you know robust vibrant submissions i, I could have seen any of them uh, as Absolutely. figures and, and given time I think we would have seen all of them or at the very least I think we would have done it again on some level even though the sure. World's program went away I really really liked that bit I thought it was a, a great way to connect with the community and I thought it gave us one of the best modern figures I think she's sensational and I li- And again like we talked about before with diversity I like that she doesn't, she's not cookie cutter on any level right? She's a completely unique character. And the fact that she happens to be female is good. Because we always want to have that that gender diversity in the line that G.I. Joe always has since 82 at least. So uh, it was funny when I first joined the brand. And they had uh, some on display at I think a joke on and obviously it was ones I hadn't worked on, right? Because it takes a while for your ideas and work to to make to, to market. A fan came up and looked at all of them and said to Daryl, no females this year, huh? And and Daryl actually looked at him. He hadn't he hadn't, I'll say he hadn't thought about that, but it hadn't occurred to him at that moment that there were no females in that year's line. And that bothered him, right? Because he felt that that he had missed on some level, because that's always been an important part of the joke. So well, but well, hey, oh go ahead.
2: Oh, and I was just gonna say that. I've always had a great respect for Dale DePriest, but that speaks to to the type of person he is and and how much he cares about the lines he oversaw. Mm-hmm,
1: definitely. So mm-hmm. when we wrapped up when, you know, Joe went away for a little while, uh before it, it's come back, you actually moved on to another Joe-ish project. And if people don't know, can you tell them a little bit about your involvement with Action Force?
2: Sure. Um I've been fortunate enough to have scripted at this point five issues of uh, the Action Force comic for Bobby Vala and his Valaverse. I I, I know that I'm allowed to say that I've I've done one more that's uh, coming out soon, and uh, I know then he's got an issue coming out as well. I don't know that I'm allowed to say anything beyond that. Um, Come on!
0: Come on! No, you don't.
2: No. Well, I'm 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 allowed to point out that he uh, he introduced another character recently, Um, and it's if you've been reading the comics, you could see that um, a lot of the comics are introducing characters. So there you go. you, You can draw some conclusions from that.
1: If somebody puts two and two together, there, that's their own speculation, I believe.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get in trouble for uh, just pointing out facts that are out there. Um, Bobby,
1: Bobby plays it all really close to the vest, right? Like Bobby and I get along real well, and I like to—I like to think he trusts me very, very much. But when he was leading up to his sergeant slaughter announcement, the most—and I didn't push him. I was just, you know, I. I've bent his ear here and there and offered advice when asked and, and done a little bit of file card writing for action force. Mm-hmm. And he had a question about the timing of when he was going to dump that. But all he would, all he would say was, I have something really big. So if, if you were in my shoes and had something really big, when would you drop it? And I, I gave him some advice and I said, Bobby, Obviously, do what you, do what's best for you. I get it, but you know I'm a secure source. So if you want to share it with me, you absolutely can. And he's like, "Yeah, I think I'll leave it at really big." Web. <laughs> yep, I I had nothing, nothing. So I, I know how. Stone how he, he takes as his baby man. He takes care of it. So, and I I respect the hell out of that. Right. So good for him.
2: Well, and, and, I mean, talking about surreal experiences. Um, you know, I, I, I had been writing a few issues and uh and then he contacted me and said, Okay, we're you know, the next issue is gonna be introduction to the celebrity representative and uh it's gonna be Sergeant Slaughter. And I thought, oh like I, I I get to write a comic book with Sergeant Slaughter. Um <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know it, it just again another one of those things that you look back and you go I never would have thought this was possible, but I'm I'm gonna enjoy this and have the time of my life doing it. Um,
0: so. somewhere 10 year old bill is just doing backflips oh yeah right? oh, I, I mean, <laughs> th-
2: this year old bill would be doing backflips if he thought that he wouldn't uh you know probably cripple himself and not right. be able to to sit in <laughs> front of the computer and and script that out but 10 right.
0: um, T- year old mike would have been crippled
1: by doing backflips. Mm-hmm. So certainly yeah. wouldn't have worked yeah. out well at all when we had him at uh at san diego comic-con when he was signing in the joe booth i got to be one of the autograph wranglers basically for sarge and i was just leaving him alone basically right my job is to be i i would say bodyguard because that's a joke but my job is to wrangle the line and keep people moving and and spend time talking to them if sarge isn't ready and, and that sort of thing but we had a time when they were i think one line had finished and they hadn't brought the new cue in yet mm-hmm. so i had a moment i had a moment with him and just said "Can I get you anything are you doing all right are you thirsty he was like no i'm good uh and we just had a dead moment i said could i get it a- would it be all right if i got a photo sarge you bet stood up gave my phone to somebody and i said i, I was gauging it right because he's a showman and i figured i've seen enough of these he'll-, he'll do it with me but most people go for the cobra clutch right would you put me in the cobra clutch or you and i just said can we lock up would you lock up with me? Right. And, and he's like, you ready? Oh. <laughs> and we actually locked up on stage. Nobody's looking right. But I got a good picture of locking up with slaughter. And he, I mean, he's never not slaughter. So he's got the mirrored sunglasses on and the chin just getting bigger and bigger as it gets closer because we lock up and I give it pretty good. Cause I don't want him to think, you know, I can't, and I know he'll crush me wherever he wants. And when I'm ready to let go, he doesn't. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to follow his lead here <laughs> like any young wrestler should. Right. Right. And he pulls me in closer. And I'm like, I'm just going with it. And he pulls me in. Cl- and it should is coming from my face and he gets in really close and he goes if I was wrestling a guy I liked, a friend of mine, I'd wrap my thumb and I'd dip it in iodine and I'd pull him in real close and I'd jam that right up his nose. (laughs) And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? I'm being hazed by Sergeant Slaughter on stage in front of this line that has now been brought in. Yeah. And then it, I'll never forget it. Cause it was Sarge's gravelly voice. So he goes, I jam it right up his nose. <laughs> He'd smell that for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even care about the photo anymore. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Cause I got a story.
2: <laughs> He's always, we, uh, we've met him a couple times. Um, <clears throat> but he was at C2E2, uh, which is the big Chicago convention, when uh, my wife and I were there. And uh, she was dressed up as the Baroness that day and passing out information on my newest novel. And he was selling the San Diego uh, figures at his table. Um, I think a got $100. $100 um, yeah. W- w- in which, given eBay prices, was yeah, it was pretty reasonable. Sure. Um and then he was charging for pictures. Um, and so I, I was going into a panel and I knew my wife wasn't interested. And I'd been thinking, because I didn't have the, I, I missed the San Diego figure. Um, so I was thinking, you know, geez, do I, do I want to drop that money? And so finally, I, you know, I handed her the money. I said, look, go back to his table. See if he'll take $100. But he also has to throw in a picture with, with you, right? So she saunters up looking like my wife does. Uh, she's she's very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in her Baroness costume, in the Baroness
1: outfit, which helps. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: and she said, you know, my, my husband says, we will give you a hundred dollars, but you've got to take a picture. And, and he dragged her back and a crowd formed and, you know, for like five minutes, they're just posing together. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, <laughs> and, th- and then she took, so she's got a picture with, with her arm around him. Um, so the last Joe Fest, she, she took that picture. She took my sideshow Baroness and she printed out a picture of Destro and, and ripped it up and threw it on the floor. And then she's got the Baroness laying there kind of clutching the picture of the two of them together. Um, so she entered that in the photo contest and won. Um, and then she was, and then Sergeant Slaughter was there. So she, she walked out and she said, look, Serge, we won. And he... He said, "Oh, let me sign it." Um, so we've got that up on the mantle right now. Um, That's pretty so awesome. He's, he's always been you know, just fun and gracious, and yeah,
1: he's so um, good at shows. Yeah, and and it, it, you know, for that whole story to work, it also helps to have a wife who's a fantastically talented professional photographer. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of lot of artistic uh, uh, creativity running through the, uh, the Nedra house.
2: Yeah. Well, and I can't, I can't wait to run into him again and just have the issue that I wrote with, you know, with his big chin on the cover and, say, oh, Sarge, that was me. <laughs> yeah.
1: man, when that thing's coming at you, ooh,
2: I'll bet. <laughs> right?
0: Watch out for the thumb, man. Just now, right? now, now that you know the chin is just a distraction
1: from the right from the iodine thumb. I mm-hmm. want to see Slaughter cosplay as Bill Cowher. I think that'd be great, but.
0: <laughs> I don't know if his chin is big enough. I be mean, a fight, man. I mean, yeah. I'd well. love to see that. I mean, having having uh literally almost run into Sarge at Joe Fest a couple of years ago, and mind you, I'm not a small person either, you know, but uh he just he filled the hallway. It was yeah. just like holy god. Yeah. For a guy in his late sixties, I mean he'll he he put most mortal men in the ground.
1: Once you add the because he's always wearing the big jacket, right? add the big jacket and the big cat, the big hat and dude like that's significant.
2: He casts a profile. Yeah.
1: He's the guy. And I, I love the Bob, the Bobby nabbed him for action force. Cause it was a, it was a very, super shrewd move. So yeah. good, for, good for him. Great get. Yeah.
0: So Bill, what, what else can you tell us about your run on action force?
2: Well, uh, I'm, I should say that I'm working on a novel. Um, it's w- working might be an exaggeration. Um, I, I was working very hard on a novel this summer, and uh, with the semester kicking off, I've been working a little less hard, but um, you know a, a lot of the early issues, especially the first couple, were just six, seven, eight pages, just a real quick introduction to characters um and then as we've gotten a little bit further into it i've been able to do a little more world building but uh, i'm really excited now to to sink my teeth into into something where i'll be able to kind of flesh out you know a lot of bobby's ideas and and this world that he's created which it's it's just been so much fun to play in um so i can't i can't give you a date on when that will be completed but um that's that's something coming in the future and i'm i'm really looking forward to to getting that out there
0: so now that you've done some prose and you've done some, some sequential art books, which, which, what do you like doing better?
2: You know, when I, when I went to college, my, my dream was that I was going to someday write comics. Um, my, my big problem with writing is that I always have a very clear image in my head of what's going on. You know, if, <laughs> if I'm writing a scene I know exactly where the desk is and what color the wood is and where the telephone is. And I I sometimes struggle with conveying that with words. So it's really nice to have an artist, um, you know, to, you know, I I can focus on the dialogue and I can focus on the plot and, and and to have somebody kind of take that burden off me. um, It's been a lot of fun. And Bobby's found some really great artists who've been able to take my scripts and, You know, I I get the pages back and I go, "Well, that—that's it," (laughs) you know, "that was it." Um, You know, when when people are reading prose, I have no idea if the image in their head matches what I was envisioning when I was writing. Um, But with comics, you know, I get the art back and I and I go, "Yep, that that did it." Um, So that that's been that's been real rewarding. And again, it's nice to have that crossed off the bucket list. Um, You know, I, I said way back in '92 that that someday there'd be comic books with my name on it and, and, and now there are. So that's been, that's been gratifying.
1: Very cool. Mark, you got something? Uh, just uh, along those lines and, and be honest with us, of course, uh, Hasbro obviously interpret, uh, interpreted, interpreted your description of Stiletto into an actual figure. And some of it was tied uh, a little bit by the parts that we had to use because we didn't get to do a hundred percent brand new sculpt head to toe. Um, One of the things uh, people either know or don't know about her is when we got the original figure back, they had used Zorana's upper arms Mm -hmm. for the stiletto figure. So it had these kind of vented shoulder plates going down to mid bicep at least. And I, I really didn't like it, really didn't like it because she was even though she was a martial artist and an edge weapons specialist she was a soldier i thought first and foremost and so i was able to push back get those changed to i think it was lady j's half rolled sleeves which for me worked a lot better but this was a character obviously you worked very hard on and then we interpreted it into the figure uh into its first and only figure by using existing parts so how closely did that stiletto come to your original vision of her?
2: I think it, I think it worked out real well. Um, I remember when it was unveiled at one of the Joe Cons. You know, somebody said to me, "Well, she's you know the head sculpt. She's she's pretty ugly." And I thought, "Well, g- good. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, she. You're running around the jungles and you know living the life of a mercenary. You know, she, she's not a model." Um, Got
0: a big scar going down half. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, yeah. I mean, she's she's not not you know the femme fatale. She's she's something else. Um, you know, and 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 for me, the the, the head sculpt you know sold it. Um, so and and I loved the, the the paint job with with the white going down the the braid in the back. Um, yeah, I think it worked out real well.
1: I, mean, I was happy with the head sculpt, and sometimes that, that was all you would get, right for that sometimes all the tooling you had was give me a new head, but at least you would get, you know the most important part of the figure would be unique. So once they swapped out those shoulders, I was happy with how it looked. Um, but I wasn't the papa, right? I was, I was a fan like everyone, like everyone else who read it, but uh, when it's your baby, it's, uh, it's a little bit uh, different argument.
2: Well, but I, I would... I would, I mean, all of those that, that came out under your tenure, I mean, you, you must have a kind of paternal love for. Um, oh, yeah. You know, especially probably Tombstone, would you say? Is-
1: it would have been, right? But Tombstone didn't work out the way I wanted him to be. I wanted him to be... And it's easy to say it now because this character resonated, right? But I, my idea of him was Killmonger, right? I wanted him to be a... I don't, it sounds lame to say fashion conscious, right? But I wanted him to be a proud, borderline vain, but talented and dangerous tactical leader. He was supposed to be, well, that's why he came with Duke. He was supposed to be the anti-Duke, so to speak. And so the, the line I always used for him was, I want him to be the guy who blows up the Hoover Dam but delays his exit so C-SPAN gets a good shot, right? He wants to people to know. I wanted him to be the. I wanted him to be African American for sure, because there was there just hasn't been hardly any African American characters on the Cobra side, and I wanted him to be unmasked and on some level handsome, because I wanted I wanted to break that mold of the bad guy who was always hooded or scarred or crooked or. It was uh, we always get to wrestling sooner or later but years and years ago when they finally unmasked kane the ultimate bad guy and they kind of mucked him up to look a little bit weird i thought wouldn't it be better if he just looked normal isn't that scarier if the guy doing all these terrible things is just a normal looking dude or god forbid that tombstone came from a semi-well-to-do family that he's well educated that he's good looking And he's a complete evil terrorist because he wants to be not because he was forced there or abused into it. Or I think it makes it such a better story to go, no, this guy's just broken Well, not even broken. He's just bad, right? He's just awful. (laughs) And that's what I wanted. And when we got him, I sort of thought we were there. If If you, if there's any video or images of the original prototype, tombstone has both eyeballs painted and then when the final figure came out they scarred up one of the eyes which again now we're, now we're a stiletto ripoff right but <laughs> but and i didn't want him. And yeah i don't want him like that the scarred villain like how many of those do we have or the masked villain or the eye patch villain or it's mm-hmm. such a trope now that i think it's scarier when the guy could be a rock star and when, he's, when he's had all these advantages and just still decided that he was going to have to take a darker path that's what i wanted and i didn't get it with tombstone and that's i can't the biggest frustration for me in my entire toy career and it happens over and over is when you get the first image from the factory or the first the very first time you've seen the physical example of what you've been planning for two years and you say that's wrong fix it same day and they say ah too late it's already done i got that on the the crimson rattler that we put out for san diego was way too pink it was supposed to be a much darker crimson it's supposed to be a crimson rattler not a fuchsia rattler the uh the tattoo for gung-ho that was brand new tooling head to toe and everyone liked that figure so much that this flew a little bit under the radar but the tattoo for him is like mid Adam's apple, right? It's supposed to be centered between the pecs, but it's way up on the neck. And first day I saw it, I said, got we've drop, got to drop the tattoo. Oh, sorry, Webb, they already made the whole run. Then why even bother sending me stuff, right? <laughs> like the Cobra officer that, uh, that made Joe uh, scream at the, uh, the initial reveal of it, uh, didn't have a mask over her nose which i wanted and had asked for but they chose not to do and when it's i guess it's one thing when it's a, a disconnect between the designer and the marketer that's a, a fixable problem um but when it's the factory just didn't follow instructions and you can't you don't even have time to correct them same day that is so frustrating and it, not just a hasbro thing i have a Farland toys at Toy State at I maybe RMS. We'll see. I wasn't there long enough to see my toys come out, but it's gonna be a good Christmas for all you RMS kids out there. Uh but yeah, that was an ongoing gigantic frustration for me. And for, for lots of brand managers. It wasn't a web thing, it was just a factor.
2: So with, with the mask, is that, a, is that a disconnect with the sculptor? Is that is that how something like that happens? That's a designer
1: not listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which uh, doesn't happen that often. And I always prided myself that I, I, I would sync really well with my designers. Um, but that one was, it, so we had issues like that once in a while. And the fact that it was being done when I was on Joe, the design was being done in the Burbank office and everything else was being done in uh, Rhode Island East Coast so not that there's a disconnect and, and in today's you know society you should be able to connect with a designer anywhere right but there was stuff that was done that I, I think it was it, I don't know I don't know what it was but there were some things that were done that were just not what we asked for uh okay. tombstone's eye was one of them and
0: they uh, pulled the old we're going in a tunnel for a bit on you yeah, like
1: oops, oops. Yeah, oops, too late. Yeah. Can't, can't hear you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So, but it was it was especially frustrating on Joe because we had so little newness every year, right? That you really wanted to hit a home run with every slice of item count or tooling budget that you got to use. And when it didn't when it didn't turn out because of the factory, that's one level of frustration. But when it's simply a disconnect, which is a polite way to put it, between design and marketing, uh, that's actually a problem. And you know, yeah. had it had it gone on longer, there probably would have needed to be a discussion, if not a change. Because so, I never, I never had that on Transformers, right? Like I, I tell the story of uh, we made Geoxus once, a deceptive, the, the worst of the Decepticons, the mad scientists. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be this just dirty orange, right? This just kind of scuzzy orange color. And they'd never made him as a figure before. And when we first got him back, he was peanut M&M orange, right? Couldn't be more kid-friendly, happy, shiny. And I, I was just <laughs> brutal. <laughs> and I went to my designer on that specific figure, and I'm like, brother. <laughs> and he's like, I know. And I'm like, we have to fix it. And he's like, I can't and like you know this is wrong this isn't what we agreed to and he said do you think i'm the one that chose that color and i'm like oh it came from came from above and but that was but that was enough right we had a conversation about it and he said i can't change it and a marketer certainly isn't going to go up a level and out and out argue a vp uh, of design so basically he said I I was told to change it. I can't go back to him, and you probably should. Okay, fine. So for you Transformer fans out there, if you want to know why you got Peanut M&M GXs, there you go. It's
0: because of a lucrative cross-branding promotion with Peanut m M&M.
1: and Right? And then I can't tell you how much fun it is when the photos get shown and the feedback is, what the hell? Why'd they make them like Peanut M&M awards? Don't they know what they're doing? And you're like,
2: well, and and you're the guy on the firing line, right? You're the one who has to take all that. Yep. Lovely.
1: Yep, and answer it and answer it appropriately, right? Like I was, I like to think I was always open and honest uh, with fans, but sometimes it's only as honest as you can be, right? So when someone would ask me at a botcon, "What was the deal with Jackson's color?" I would go, "Yeah, man, that did not turn out the way I wanted," and that's at least honest, right? But I'm not going to throw a VP of design under the bus saying (laughs) he wanted the dirty scuzzy evil scientist to be kid friendly. So
0: So Bill, now that we're done interviewing Mark, is there anything you throw out there that anything that we missed? Was there, is there any, any just juicy bits that we have not asked you about that we need to know for the work you got coming up?
2: Um, If, if you're interested in the type of military fiction that, that I've done, um, you know, the GI Joe stuff is out of print, but I know Marauder Task Force has maybe three or four copies of the novel I did for them still in stock. Um, so if, if you've been enjoying the, the, the type of world building and the type of military fiction I do, um, you know, you can check out the novel I did for them, which has uh, been pretty well reviewed and, and I think people have enjoyed.
0: And of course, if you want to get caught up with with Bill's comic work at uh, Voliverse. head over to voliverse.com. there's a little little menu at the top there just click on comics you can order all five issues uh, with a sixth one coming soon
2: and and they uh they've recently been made digitally on Amazon Oh, uh, excellent. That's so, great. You know, if if you want to read them on screen, that's a that's
1: another option for you. Lots of people like that. And I am not one of them.
0: Yeah, I can't yeah. do it either.
1: But my, my brother is a voracious reader. And I never thought he would ever give up the turn the physical turn of the page. And he went not he's not he is a comic guy, but he's not a comic book collector, but he went completely Kindle of, like a decade ago. Like wow. it's so much easier. I've got all my books right here. So I, I mean I get it for some people, but for me, man, there ain't nothing like the turn of that page
2: yeah I, I i love you know having a yeah ha- having something physical in my hand mark you and i talked at one point about uh whedon's run on astonishing x-men Yep, and how i wanted to get my wife to to check that out because she's such a whedon fan um so that's what we've been uh, i've downloaded those from the the library app and we've been reading those digitally so every night
0: yeah so um, rack, but, rack time rob does have the question does that connect to comicsology?
2: um I think, I, yeah, I think, I think that's the platform. Um, so if you, if, if you, if you go to Amazon, um, then yeah, I think, I think, I think it's Comicsology, I believe. So um, maybe. Yeah. It okay. wasn't my department. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even know until, uh, until the announcement went out. Right. <laughs> so I, you know, do your I, own
0: I, research rack time, Rob. Yeah. Jeez.
2: Yeah. Again, I had to have those physical copies, um, in my hand and, and, you know, part of the course, you know, I knew Bobby was going to send them to me just, you know, as soon as the conventions where he sells them are over. But, um, you know, I, I couldn't wait that long. I found, yeah. I found somebody on his tank. I said, okay, you're going, you, you need to buy them for me and send them to me immediately. Cause you know, just, just like that experience of walking into Toys R Us. I need, yeah. you know, I've I've wanted to do this for decades. I need to, I need to hold those issues in my hand and see my, you know,
1: right. So, yeah, that would maybe be my lone complaint to our friend Bobby Bell. Bobby, get to hook, Bill up. Come on now.
2: Oh, I mean, he did. And he quick, did.
1: Little he quick, did. <laughs> Little, little quick. Quicker. Yeah. Bill's waiting.
2: <laughs> he's got, he's got, you know, an entire toy land that's about to launch. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, he's I got, know. he's got a few other things on his on his mind. <inaudible> I know, I know. But still. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's our pal. We get to, we get. He's to- a good enough friend. I can throw a knuckle that way
2: once. Come on, come on, Bobby. Okay.
0: You know, any opportunity to throw "come on" out there, I got to take. Yeah,
2: well, take it, it. You you alluded, you know, I don't I don't know how common knowledge this is, but you alluded to having been responsible for some world building there as well, right, Mark?
1: For which? Oh, for that, No, I very very little. Um, I got to talk with Bobby before he had announced anything really. Um, just a little bit about the creation of the world and. I offered a little bit of feedback that I think he took a little bit of, but he had such a clear vision for what he wanted to do that I I wouldn't spin, that I was even, even barely responsible for any of it. But I did get to write uh, the first draft of the Sergeant Slaughter file card, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I got to write the Bone Collector file card. Mm-hmm. And he's my favorite character by far. And not because I wrote the bio, but, um, I just dig it. I think he's he's cool in a, in a very unique way. Uh, and I like the, the variety of all the characters. But uh, when I was at Hasbro, I got to write a, a couple file cards. Not many because they have someone who does that, right? Um, but that was my favorite. That was, to me, the, the, the highlight of working on Joe was being able to write a file card here or there. Because I thought the file cards, aside from the articulation, it was the file cards that brought show to life for me as a young kid i just ate him up and and if i didn't know the military jargon on the back i was looking it up and that was a lot harder back then in 82 right i didn't just plug it into the google machine or ask my friend siri uphill both ways in the snow that's it so so i dug that stuff the realistic part of joe is always what hooked me even though the the bleeding edge or barely sci-fi parts of it was, was important, too. I think to all of us. But I like the real military stuff. So the stuff on the back of the file card, or on the file card, and also in Larry's comic, where he would say, you know, he would drop Charlie Mike, and then at the bottom it would say, you know, the lastress and Continue Mission, or uh, Popping Green Smoke. What is green smoke, and why are they popping it? Oh, okay, so they're clearing the LZ then. Right now, it's I know what you're operating. Love
2: that stuff. So, yeah. so, so, Mark, you would say for you it was the the file cards, the comics, and then the cartoon. And then uh-huh. Mike, Mike, for you, would it be the same or?
1: Yeah, I
0: and think so. What I considered my
2: main my, influence, uh, I would because, say, because I, th- I think especially the comics and the cartoons are almost they're very divergent in terms of how they kind of portray that myth. So sure sure i would say it comic i I think the comics and the file cards are kind of on the same page though
1: because
0: it's larry hama writing both of them for the the bulk of the the run right so i I don't think that those two paths diverge very much Uh, rob and i were both definitely comics guys and then there would some there would be some characters on the sunbow show that got a lot of play that larry didn't have a whole lot to do with and they kind of filled in the gaps so while when we would play with Joe in the backyard, we kind of followed the comics continuity, there was a lot of Neil Ross shipwreck running around too. <laughs> right? Cuz you just that I mean it you have a character that resonates that well, you can't just ditch him. You know, <laughs> you got he's yeah. got to get play, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so take take the best of the cartoon and merge it with the comics and the film. Right,
0: ones. right. We just really it. we just We'd like like doing our little nine year old kid Jack Nicholson. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I would say that that was it. We didn't really dis, we were, didn't really discount either, but we were more more comic book than than cartoon.
2: Yeah,
1: and for me it was file cards because I didn't. It was hard to find the comics right because I didn't know we had a designated comic book shop in my little Bend, Oregon hometown. Because you were like Tim Roberts well that was it It said pegasus books we didn't know there were comic books in there so yeah i was getting them off the spinner rack and they would only get one of the joe comic in and i didn't know i was fighting another kid for that lone (laughs) copy at long's drugs all the time it's
0: gonna find you
1: yeah i know and then yeah eventually it got kind of dark but uh but it was issue six before i had a joe comic to read so uh yeah, but and the other thing too, I have an older brother. He's three years older than me. We kind of we tend to like the same stuff because we're both awesome. But uh, he was aging out of toys, right? So eighty two, he would have been twelve when Joe launched, right? So he still thought it was cool, but he didn't need the figures really. He was right. just getting out of it, whereas I was all in. But he liked the he liked the file cards, and he would read the comic, right? I would buy it, he'd read it because that's how Mike rolls. Uh, But he loved the comic. And to this day, he'll drop st- stuff from the comic. Once in a while, I'll just get a text from him. And it's his favorite bit, I think, ever, is where Quinn lost his mind and just decided he was going to break Dr. Venom. And there's this, like, 50-point uh, font of him just screaming, The bear wishes the weasel dead! <laughs> he Michael will text that to me now and then. That might not be... A- <laughs> That might not be a direct rip, but that's how that's how uh, Big Brother Mike remembers uh, the the Quinn uh, Venom uh, Buddy Cop movie. It's so
2: it, it's, it's it's funny how little panels or little things stick with you years and years and years later, right? Um, I, I I remember when Grunt goes off to college, um, and he's he's sitting in his dorm and, and he's looking at that picture of of you know some of the original team. Um, and I I left college. I had a real big close group of friends, um, and my wife, a photographer, she was taking pictures all the time. Um, but there wasn't one picture of all 12 of us, you know, kind of like how grunt had on his, on his desk. So, um, I, I remember when we got married, you know, like my wife, my wife had been dreaming of getting married since she was born. You know, she, she had the whole thing planned the minute I, uh, I proposed to her. You know, and she said, you know, wh- what do you want? And I said, you know, the only thing I, I want the grunt picture. I want <laughs> I want I want a picture of all 12 of us that I could put on my nightstand. Um, You know, it was just kind of a little throwaway panel. But, you know, just just like Quinn and Dr. Venom, just Larry, Larry wrote this stuff that just connects with you in in some weird way.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's not sometimes it's not, you know, from a seminal issue. Right. That everyone else remembers. Right. Yeah like and it is a favorite of lots but i was always the shakedown issue of uh ace versus wild weasel yeah. in that long and you know prolonged dogfight, and the end where they're both beat to hell their jets are barely flyable there's no weapons left and they just arc off and they both salute each other and then the co-pilots scream at him what are you doing <laughs> and they're just like now it can be taken the wrong way because both co-pilots are female at that point. But it, I it wasn't, it wasn't a pipe down girl kind of thing. It was a, it's a pilot thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, and what were they going to do? Fly into one another? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Let, let, let's roll forward. Unfortunately, we're, we're starting to get a little long. So Bill, we'll let you go first. Cause you're the guest. What'd you get in this week? Uh, let me see. It was it this week. Uh, I mean, you could go back a little. It doesn't have to be just this week.
2: Well, I've, I got Grunt and, uh, and the Cobra officer. Oh, nice. so those did you find them in care. the store
0: or did you, did you get them in the mail?
2: I did. No, I found them in the store. Um, you know, I hit, I hit about five stores every morning before I, uh, before I log in or go to work. And uh, most weeks, all I have to show for it is gas receipts. <laughs> um. But so yeah, it was it was it was wonderful to find those on the pegs. Let me see. I got uh, I found slag at a nice. at a Meijer. Very so cool. My Dinobot collection is getting a little better. If and you're uh, up
0: around Chicago, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, about uh forty five minutes an hour west. Okay. Um, and she hasn't come yet, but GameStop finally uh, is sending me my six inch Aura Sing. Mm-hmm. So. I'm I'm almost done with that wave. I just need one more figure and uh, I'll be able to cross that off the list. So it's been, relatively speaking, a pretty good week compared to the past few weeks.
1: I, I giggle a little bit because I can't even imagine being stretched that thin collecting-wise, right? Like I dabble in Transformers just a little bit and I'm all in on Joe pretty much. Uh, but Star Wars is a beast, <laughs> as you yeah. well know. So.
2: Well, and yeah, I mean... I, I had the I had the stress this morning of trying to order that stuff on Target.com. That's right. Um, and Boba now Fett, have this, right? Boba Fett. Boba Fett and the droids. Yep. And now I'll have the stress of seeing if it gets cancelled every morning when I wake it up. It and will then and then I'll have the stress of uh you know the cards be beat up when they when they arrive. So
1: Well, at least you got it ordered, right? Yeah, the, for, the first the first the first
2: hurdle's done and uh you know it's it's no wonder that there's a lot of uh collectors who are bald because uh it can, a, it can be a it can be a tough mistress,
1: right? But not up here. Look at this. Yeah, he's luxurious. yeah, he's, he's looking good. Luxurious.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too broke to order anything. Yes,
1: <laughs> Mike mm. Rosario brought you by Troy Polamalu. Yes,
0: that is my shampoo.
1: <laughs> See,
0: Bill, is Bar. that all you
1: got?
2: Bar of soap, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> He's saving money on hair care products. That's, that's right. And turning oh, it into
1: Aura's my dial. <laughs> <laughs> dial it up
2: with Bill Nedro. There you go. There
1: you go. Mark, what'd you get? I got a couple things in this week, and one is more exciting than the rest. But I am a big fan of the Headhunter Stormtroopers, right? Mm-hmm. And I never got this Jokon one. So I found the file card. Cause I like file cards and I would follow it up with a figure at some point. So I was happy about that. Sometimes like Joe exclusive file cards are, can be really expensive because most people, if it's an exclusive, a collector usually has it. And they usually keep them together. So a loose file card is pretty good. I was really happy about this because I didn't have this version of the locust, right? I have the other one. I have the, the silver and the bluish cockpit. But okay. this is the one that came with the actual general, so it's harder, okay. to, harder to find. So I found one in, in really good shape, it just needs stickers. So, perfect, that'll be next. And speaking of, so I bought this once and I lost it. It's from uh Repro Labels, and this is for the why'd I go small? I'm the one showing off. <laughs> uh,
0: give me a second, Jesus,
1: just saying this is for the second slugger the desert slugger that went to toys r us in 98 which is one i remember when that stuff came out but i was i was i think just out of college and not making much money on my radio job yet actually ever pardon the uh let me fix that um and i looked at those and that was the one that went i don't need that right the original slugger is i've got it it's in good shape I liked Thunder, and Thunder didn't come with that Slugger. It was Gung-Ho. Mm-hmm. So that was the one I went, you know what? I don't need. And so wrong. years, Say again? You were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and years later, it cost me a lot more. But I got a pretty good Slugger in. Uh, it wasn't in box, but it was in bag, right? So never assembled. Okay. And I assembled it a couple weeks ago, and guess what? No stickers. I didn't even realize it didn't come without stickers. So... question mark you can make it canadian if you want all right because repro labels does is cool like that so what i'm going to do is i'm going to put it on you know as god and hasbro intended and it'll be a u.s military slugger but i'm going to save the canada stickers and see if i know any canadian joe collectors on this show that i can send the rest of the sticker sheet to
2: because
1: i'm pretty sure joe can canada up something and uh and make yourself happy so anyway so that's what I got but this and we talked a little bit slightly uh, I if it was early show or uh, pre-show but the return of lazy bastard customs is right around the corner and this bad boy was the key to that door so stay tuned because there's some good stuff coming I promise all
0: right you got you gotta actually click on that you have to actually
1: yes. watch it's gonna be so
0: good good yeah good i imagine i'll know about that in advance though probably probably i'll probably be on the the early early
1: release
0: i think think you'll be involved (laughs) either you or rob somebody right so i i i had a pretty light couple of weeks in that it was a little crazy over here i actually we we canceled the show last thursday right a week ago thursday Uh, where we just was, Joe was at a different show last weekend. And then, uh, Mark and I were just like, you know, there isn't any news. Uh, we've been going at it for nine months without taking a week off. Let's just, we got, we got Hasbro PulseCon coming up in October. We just took last week off. It's a good, good spot to get, uh, just a, a, a weekend to recharge within an hour of making that decision. Um, I received a call from my younger brother in South Bend, and he needed somebody. He had he had gone through his entire list of of staff and part timers and emergency people, and he was down to me, the guy who's been out of radio for at least, probably more like twenty years, but at least fifteen years. Needed somebody to go run the board for him for minor league baseball. So I had to I had to go and run. the the radio board in South Bend last weekend for uh, the South Bend Cubs against the uh, Quad City River Bandits high a baseball finale weekend. And um, it was, yeah, it was something else. I, I Thursday or rather Friday was, was easy. Drove up there, drove right to the, went to my job in the morning, got in the car in the afternoon, drove directly to the station and learned how to use the the software and the and got familiar with the board again and the game went off no problems so no no issues on friday easy so on saturday i get back to the station probably four in the afternoon and jimmy is there too he's in a different studio um his um he works for a a group of stations and so um on another channel they're running a, a a a post game for the South Bend for the the Notre Dame and Purdue game that had just finished. So he's busy doing that thing. He's got me set up in another studio. Uh, I go in. I, the game starts, and then right as they're about to get to the first pitch, the feed dies. So oh, no. dead air, and I'm just. It, it was one of those moments where it just like you feel the little cold sweat thing just go on the back of your neck. Like uh oh. So being from you know, my, my radio training, um, any noise is good noise. So immediately I just start playing commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while I'm waiting for that feed to come back, I take, cause basically what the station that I was on was some, you know, robot country music station that they just have to have the extra frequency. And normally like they, there's no live air talent on that station ever. They just play top 40 country and that, that way they've got the, the frequency if they need it, if they get clogged up with too much sports stuff. So I'm taking songs out of the 3 a.m. play log and transferring them to what I needed right that second so I could give myself three minutes of time as opposed to 30 <laughs> seconds of time. I'm learning how to use their programming software on the fly and it was uh, it was a little nuts. It was a little stressful. So we finally, uh, you know, I'm powwowing with with Jim and with Jim's boss, and they're freaking out. They don't know what's going on because I, I obviously when I gave when I finally got myself three minutes, I got out. I started knocking on windows. Oh. Hey guys, look, you know, noise, um, something, and um, so I was like, hey, well. You know, on our end, we have a radio station that's working, right? I I have put music on this radio station, and it is playing that music, and everything is great. So the the technical issue is not with us. Technical issue is out in Davenport, Iowa, home of the Quad City River Bandits, and um, so they like the station owner had to call the manager at the the stadium, and they had to reboot their entire. Yeah network (laughs) so by the time the fourth inning rolls around we finally have a feed that we can stick with now mind you it came up a couple times in the interim so i undid all the work that i did and then the feed would drop and i'd have to redo it again so yeah for the first that that four innings was was rough now uh,
1: did your brother sell you on this as it'll be easy he did
0: yeah I think he did but at the same time, he's, he's lucky that he had somebody who knew a little bit about what was sure. going on to, to go and fix things when they
1: broke. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So most people have the, there's a test and I, I haven't studied or there, I don't have the homework and the teacher's calling on me nightmare. I have the, I'm running a radio program and I don't know how to do it anymore. Nightmare. This button right. doesn't work. That doesn't pod up. I Because I've been out 20 years. I have no idea what goes on in a radio station now. And I'm petrified of pushing the wrong buttons and screwing up a live broadcast.
0: It, it's basically the same. It's it, All the cart machines and the, the DAT players and the reels, they're all gone. they all been replaced by, by various uh, computer stacks. So it's, it's conceptually the same. You just have different stuff at the end of the button. But, um, it's, uh, I, 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 don't know. I, it's one of those things that like, I got over that fear real early when I was in college that just so long as it's not silent, you're okay. Right. right. So right. I, it hit buttons.
2: But Mike, I've, I always figured I was qualified because I've seen every episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. You're saying that that no longer gives me the background to do what I need to do.
0: You know, that, actually provide you with more
2: than your act
0: like you're making a joke but that actually provides you with more than you think <laughs> Yeah. okay
1: if you can drop a frozen turkey from a helicopter you're in you can work on radio yep
0: <laughs> it drop frozen turkeys they were live turkey oh yeah
2: <laughs>
0: the line is as god is my witness i thought turkeys could fly <laughs>
2: we we watch that that's our thanksgiving tradition we come home from thanksgiving feast and my wife and i put that on
0: right there boom
2: it's funny every year
0: yeah no that's a classic that's one of the 25 best episodes of anything ever
2: i might put it top five yeah but yeah it,
0: i mean it just just for, i don't want to split hairs and get it because lord knows that things get, that list gets rough at top five but right you, i think for the record i think you're right um but uh, when I came back on Monday, I, I went down to a little shop. It's called the Toy Drop in the south side of town. And I got myself one of these guys. Mm-hmm. And he's just a real good-looking 1986 Viper that they had yeah, on sale there. He's, he's pretty outstanding. Slightly less outstanding, but still in the really, really good categories. His Python brother here from 89. Yeah.
1: So that,
0: that's what I got. We saw them on – you can see them on, mm-hmm. on the, uh, the Instagram feed. Which is down below in the links. Speaking of down below, be sure to like and subscribe to us if you're if you're catching this on replay. If you're watching us on Facebook, go ahead and give us a reaction, give us a thumbs up, give us a heart, give us a huggy guy. We love huggy guy. And just let everybody know that uh, that you're here and paying attention. Shout outs, Bill Nedro, who we shouting out to this week.
2: I'd like to uh, just say a word about uh, a, f- a friend of mine and a, and a great member of the community. Uh, his, his name was Joe Ryan. And uh, unfortunately we lost him a few weeks ago. So uh, I, I just wanted to, to, to remember him and uh, all the people who are kind of uh, missing him, uh, w- we're with you.
1: Yeah, and we uh, we uh, mentioned it the week that he passed because he was he was an important part of the community, and then beloved by anybody who, who met him, even if it was just online. Like just an absolute quality. dude. Yeah. The, uh,
2: the The community is 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 lessened by his loss. Um, and he uh, was
1: wasn't it one of his uh, true joys in this last year was that he was he's in one of the Valiver's comics, right?
2: He is. Um, I, I I can share an image down here, right? Is that...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just click the little share button underneath your picture and,
2: Let and me, it'll, uh, it'll
0: pop up for me. You'll get a menu. And then once you click it there, it'll pop up for me here and I can pop it on the screen.
2: Okay. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I, I wrote that comic and I had no idea, uh, that Bobby was going to put him in it. Um, and then Bobby had actually sent him, uh, the, the, week, the week he passed away was the week that, uh, of his birthday. And, and Bobby had sent uh, a big framed blown up uh, image of the, the, the page that he was on sitting there next to the Sarge.
0: If you can zoom in on it a little, Bill, that would help. Let me see.
2: Here we go. So, is that, yeah, there's an image of him, of him there with the Sarge and he's on the next panel as well. Um, so yeah, Bobby, Bobby sent that to him, unfortunately, uh, it didn't get there until after he had passed away, but it was featured prominently at his kind of memorial service. Um, and then Bobby sent me one as well. So I've got that in the, in the living room, kind of, uh, re- remembering Joe, because like, like you said, Mark, he he made an impact on a lot of people's collections and a lot of people's passion for many, many toy lines. Yeah, and
1: I I remember him talking about this, right? That yeah, how it just it was mind blowing to him, right? It was his stiletto moment on some level, right? So yeah, this was this was really well done, and I know it meant so much to him. And that's that's way cool.
2: Yeah, it, it it's something that uh, you know his his son Obi, you know, years from now will we'll be able to look back and and you know show show his kids. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, I'm gonna stop sharing here.
0: <clears throat> Sorry. But uh, anybody else you want to shout out to, Bill?
2: Um nope. I think I think I've taken up enough of your time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all, right.
0: all right, somebody's
1: bailing out early. No <laughs> uh, Mark Weber, go ahead, shout out. Uh, let's see if I can remember all six of my first graders from this week. So there's uh, I made them name little name tags uh, for the desk that they liked. So there was Queen Bella of the Owls. There was Lord Nathan of the Leopards. Very, we had a stuffed leopard uh, named uh, Jake that he liked. There was All Star All Pro Bryson. There was King Blake. He got the first one because he was the first the day I kid I had first day. And when we were on the playground alone because we were doing people on recess, I said he said What are we going to do? I said I don't know. You're the king. And i went king blake where shall what shall we do this fine day uh and then there was he changed it eventually but it was race car king jackson uh was very important to him and then the king thing kind of caught on so one kid uh was sonic king logan so there you go my first grade class uh who are, god who would they be they would be the class of like 2033 or something like that so good for them stick with it kids don't let don't let your rough week with mr weber dissuade you from the joy of education uh, uh uh but really i mean they they wore me out but it was it was so much fun working with kids that age right where they were and, and one of the things that i liked about it and again it is a christian school um so everyone there is is generally uh pleasant uh but among all six all week not one uh nasty not one bit of nastiness among them right to be with kids who are first graders who probably haven't learned how to be mean yet that was kind of cool so uh so i I mean it's coming it's coming everywhere (laughs) we're not immune to it at barrington christian academy but uh that was pretty cool i enjoyed that so that's my shout out six people there you go.
0: You got them all with with nickname file cards there. Right?
1: With the, I made new ones for the other five and then I made a, or, uh, I encouraged uh, King Bryce who was first I encouraged him to make a new one for himself since I'd already made him one, right? And he made it. He liked it so much he threw my old one away. <laughs> oh, Oh, and here one last story. we're talking about pets and i was talking about our cat colin who has seven toes on each front from paw and so i was trying to find a picture of it i was scrolling through my phone and nathan the the youngest i think of them came up and he saw me scroll past a picture of my high school senior photo where i'm wearing a black suit and i'm leaning on a tree. you know 18 years old and cool as anything and he says wait was that is that you and so I scroll back to it and I said, that was me when I was 18. And he said, oh, my gosh, you used to be so handsome. <laughs> and my initial reaction was, that's like the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. And then when I had a second to reflect, I'm like, wait <laughs> <laughs> So obviously you could tell that there's 30 miles of bad road between there and now. <laughs> But I don't think he meant it mean. Because <laughs> if so, it was the only mean thing anybody said all week in that classroom. But you used to be so handsome, you know, before. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, Lord of the Leopards. And the one-liners, apparently. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm my own before and after.
2: That's
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> oh, give a shout out to to uh, first and foremost to Racktime Rob, the fourth man, unsung hero of the What's On Joe Mind family. Holy! Oh, really? Give a shout out to, of course, our guest host Bill Nedro. Big round of. Of course, to uh, to Mark Weber for being here. Uh, to, to, to Joe Colton, who is, again, at RetroCon. Uh, she'll be as that Egyptian lady on Saturday and, and Cobra uh, officer on Sunday. Uh, if you're in Philadelphia, go check it out. Again, retrocons.com. She's a guest there. She's got her own booth and everything.
1: And if you're there, we're sorry she hit you.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Just just be careful. Speak slowly. Don't yeah. make any sudden moves. And just be... Just, have, yeah. Be ready to throw it up, forearm up, just to,
1: just to defend. Just yeah. don't, don't take it personal. And on some other level, you're not special. <laughs> you're yeah. just, yeah. In range. <laughs> you're just in range. Hair trigger. Hair trigger. Yeah.
0: Uh, give a shout out to our sponsors, the Kokomo Toys. We'll sing the theme song one more time. Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys. I don't hear you singing the Kokomo Toys theme
2: song, Nedro. What's up with that? I I was just thinking of the the one time I've been there and and how I'm due for another trip. That place is magical. You're not far away enough to have only been there once. Come on now. Come yeah, on. well, it was. Yeah, it was. You know, it, it was with Joe, and he thought that there was like CoilCon or something going on there because uh, Gary Goggles was in the back showing some stuff off, um, and and of course Gary lived right by us, so. Mm. You know, he conned me into driving him out there, thinking there was going to be a big GI Joe convention, and it turned out to be a guy who lived 15 miles away from me. Um, but the store itself was was magical. Um, so you're right, I'm due. I'm due for another yeah. trip.
1: Yeah. I'll Mike, I'll send him the lyrics before his next appearance. Exactly. It, it's it's complicated,
0: it but we, we need we need we need somebody to hit that harmony. So and the high
2: guy. note,
1: like that's a hard one. That's rough.
2: I, I, I will uh I'll I'll work on my vocal cords next time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if right. if 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 I didn't already ruin the show me singing right. next time, we'll definitely no, no, no. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll get you and this other guy now we used to be in a barbershop quartet in Skokie, Illinois. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need to get a little bow tie then. Right.
2: You know. Right. I do. Those little hats. little hat.
1: <laughs> my hat and stripey pants. I'll put perfect. I'll put my propeller on my hat and I'm good to go. Perfect, perfect. We come to think of it,
0: <laughs> give, a, give a shout out to all of our friends who are involved in the great projects that you're you you saw during the news segment. Just a week where we 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 knew people who were doing stuff, and you know who you are. We'll we'll certainly talk to you all as as we get closer to launch time on those. Um, that's about it for us. Be sure to tune in next week we'll be back at 9 p.m. for another edition of the team stream uh if you haven't by now we're gonna get on the soapbox one more time here get yourself vaccinated yes okay put your mask on in public maintain social distance be safe take care of one another be kind uh not enough of that going around right now uh as they gone likes to say stay safe if you can't keep careful and that's Mm -hmm. great advice to have um but thanks for joining us again on the what's on Joe Mind team stream. Uh, we'll be back again, like I said, next week. Have a great rest of the weekend, everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Don't pray for it anytime, man. Say the word. You'll be back. Just say it.
2: Say it. Say bring, the word. Bring it's... me back. I'd love okay. to I'd love to hang out with you guys more. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,